This is Shine On, the Health and Happiness Show, and Ella's Leash Production. Heard as a podcast around the world, but heard first on radio stations 100.7 WHUD-FM and Real Country 920, 1260, and 1420 AM, all in New York's Hudson Valley. Shine On, bringing you healers and dreamers and people who want to make life richer. It's your time to shine on. Hi, it's Casey. Thank you for shining on today. Grab a pen or get ready to tap a question into your device so you can save it. Nan DeGroat will ask the question soon. Nan is a health coach and she created Breakthrough M2, which is a weight loss program, and she has great advice. And we're going to get a meditation from Steve Quinn, the natural healer. And we'll breathe our way into a little Qigong today. So let's take a breath and tune into our hearts as we shine on with Nan DeGroat, the Hudson Valley Life and Weight Coach. What's her mission? The one thing that I am trying to teach my clients is that if they uh, learn to ask a question, every time they have to make a decision, they won't have regret. What question is that? Please share. The question is, what honors me most? What honors me most? Oh my, that hits a nerve because, oh, it kind of gives me chills. I rarely think about what honors me. I think about how quick I can get something done or the direct, most direct route, but I... Where, how did you come up with this, Nanda Grove? Well, I do a lot of um, soul searching and listening and reading, and uh, it actually came from um, a book I was reading by uh, Sandra Ann Taylor. And she was talking about the idea of how many times we put ourselves behind everybody else's needs, everybody else's desires, and like you just said, getting the goal done, getting it done quickly, what can I do? Meanwhile... We're putting our body last in line. We're putting our health last in line. We're putting our mental and emotional well-being last in line. And all of those last in line activities that we do end up obviously exhausting us. But by the end of the day, we've done all these great things for everybody else, but we have no energy left for ourselves. And we're also reiterating the fact that we're not important. Right. We're convincing our soul, our, mm-hmm. our subconscious, yeah, that we're not important. The other day I caught myself eating the third meal of the day over the sink. So the first meal I eat in the studio standing up. But then I come home, lunch and dinner were standing up over the sink. Mm-hmm. And I thought, wow, I haven't sat down with myself for an entire meal all day. Right. The word honor, though. You know, you say honor, I say worthy. (laughs) Am I worthy of honor? Mm. This is a whole uh, mental elevation. Yeah, it is. You know, we have to level up in that area. I think a lot of times we don't know how to give ourselves the time that we need. I mean, I I can't tell you how many times I've said to women, do you have to go to every Little League game? Your kids are going to have a 20 more in the rest of the season. Do you have to go to every one of them? Would you like to be home to get a few extra things done so you're not so stressed out over the weekend? Or what would you like to be doing for yourself right now? How about scheduling me time in for yourself like it was a doctor's appointment and not miss it, right? right? Because if that was going on, you would get somebody to pick up your child from the Little League game and drop them off and you'd give them back the favor next week or something. We're not really thinking like that. And we're not we're not realizing how much life is 
we're allowing life to just keep piling stuff on over and over again. And then really, literally at the end of the day, we have no energy left for ourselves. Decision fatigue is set in. We don't make good decisions at night when we're sitting down with stuff in our hand to eat. We don't make good decisions at all. <laughs> we'll stand in front of the sink, right. <laughs> you know, and we do. We get ourselves in those habits like that. And to get people to think a little differently, um, and especially, and I'm, and I love men, but you know, I love women, and to get women to think differently about how we're treating ourselves and what we're allowing to happen, um, and what we're teaching our kids that it's okay to allow that to happen as well. Right. Right. If we taught our kids that no, you need to take care of yourself and you need to be your own advocate, well, we'd have a lot less to do as those kids get older. <laughs> right. Right. Yes. And you know that when you say that, I'm totally, uh, not to throw mom under the bus, but I'm totally modeling my mother's behavior. I watched her as a busy working mom. That's right. Eat over the sink. Yeah. Oh, I'll just, I just need this half a thing of cauliflower with some dip. I'll just eat cauliflower and dip for dinner over the sink. At least it's a vegetable. At least it's a vegetable, right? The dip uh-huh. was probably terrible, but but I realized that that I was, you know, modeling that behavior. Do as much as you can. Get as much as you can accomplish. Yes. Yes. And I lie to myself by saying, I'm just one of those people that I'm happy when I'm doing a lot of things. Yep. Until I'm really unhappy. Until you hit the wall where all you can do is like cry. Like, what am I, what day is this? And where am I supposed to be? When you um, meet someone who's carrying extra weight, I guess now you can look at them and know they are not honoring themselves in most situations. Absolutely. And of course, you know, everybody has physical ailments and stuff like that, yes. But many of the physical ailments we have today and the medications that are being given out today have everything to do with our lifestyle and our healthy habits or void of them. (laughs) You know, so yeah, yeah, definitely. And I know that that's the reason why I ended up the way I was. You know, I had to look at myself and say, okay, how did I really end up here? Yeah, of course we love to eat. Food Network was my favorite channel. Yeah, we all love to eat, but not everybody has a weight issue or not everybody has, you know, this thing that they have to have food and large portions and all this other stuff. And I couldn't say anymore, well, it's just because I can't get hold of my eating habits. Well, there's a reason for that. And so, you know, lifestyle and how you deal with stress and your emotional world and the negative chatter that we say to ourselves and habits and decisions that we're saying and our coping skills, these are all the reasons why I ended up being 65 pounds overweight and just unhealthy and needing to do something about what was going on. And I and at first, I just needed a diet to help me kind of get everything straight with my body. My body was literally getting in the way physically. Mm. But then after I kind of got a hold of my body and and I was losing the weight and I was feeling better, then I was willing to talk about why I was eating. And that's when I really started doing a lot of introspection and really looking at my life and saying, oh my gosh, I never, I, I don't put myself first. I don't honor myself in so many ways. Right. Um, even the way I spend my money sometimes, right? Or even the way I, I there's, it goes into all areas, oh, you know? Man. So your time, your money, your, your emotional world. This is going on my computer in a posty note. How can I honor myself today? Mm-hmm. The last time you were here, you said um, you, you forgave yourself. And then you wrote a letter of apology to your body, asking your body to forgive you. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty amazing place to start. And this is the kind of help you give your clients. You coach people one-on-one. Yeah, we, we coach people. Yeah, we do. Um, and, and yes, I get involved a lot. Absolutely. Yes. Let me ask you this, Nandy Grote. 
Why did you eat? There were a lot of reasons. I had a lot of personal voids and holes in my life that I just kept filling with food. And I definitely needed to find my own voice. I wanted to. I didn't put myself first. And, you know, why bother giving myself healthy, good fuel if it doesn't really matter anyway? Right. And I had to change that attitude. And because of that attitude change, the transformation has continued to happen over the last eight years. I lost the weight eight years ago. You know, I didn't keep all of it off th throughout the whole eight years. I put 20 pounds on when my mom got cancer and ended up dying over a two-year time frame. Mm -hmm. That opened my eyes to another reason why I wasn't honoring myself. If she had to suffer, so did I. Oh, wow. That was a big thing, and I didn't realize that till after she passed. If I, knew she, if I knew I was doing that, I wouldn't have done it. If she knew I was doing it, she would have told me stop. Right. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you know, we have a lot of connections to reasons why we do things. And food, it's the legal drug of choice. Mm -hmm. And it's easy, and it's there. And there is stuff in our food that has additives that makes us want more. Right. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, it's a whole big thing. But it's not, it's not hard to get a hold of it. My husband's six foot two, and he's a contractor. He's busy all day working physically. Yeah. When he comes home for dinner, we eat the same thing. Yeah. I'm a foot shorter than him, right? <laughs> yeah. And I keep up with him. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. Yeah. That's not honoring myself. Yeah. No, it's not. And But, you know, that feeling of wanting to be on the same page with your partner is also highly connected to the things that women do. We don't want to feel like everything's off kilter. We don't want to feel that we're doing something different. We want to we want everybody around us to know that we're with you. And that right. attitude um, is so pervasive. And and why do we have to go there? Like why do we have to do that? I don't know. But we need to not look at every little thing that's going on as I'm with you. No, you're you're an, you're an individual. And I think as, um, I, you know, I said this in my one of my seminars uh, a couple weeks ago, I, I had an unplanned pregnancy when I was 18, and I put on a ton of weight from that because I kept eating and eating and eating because I was so depressed. And literally in nine months, I went from an 18-year-old thin teenager to an overweight married mother in nine months. I lost mm -hmm. like three identities and all of a sudden changed into a new three identities. I completely lost who I was. And that was something that I didn't even realize happened to me until, you know, I got older and I look back, I'm like, oh my gosh. Right. You know, y y everything just kind of slipped right past. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, And life can do that. Sometimes. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we have to be strong and ask with every decision that comes across our desks or across our kitchen table, what honors me right now? Yep. And you have to feel like you're worthy of honor. Absolutely. Or you won't even ask the question. And if you don't ask it today, tomorrow's going to be the same. Yep. Yep. Amazing. All right, Nanda Grote, you're inspiring and you're so kind. Where can we go for more? Visit me at BreakthroughM2.com and there's a start here button. We can start there. We also have an, a wonderful office with a totally awesome receptionist. 845-713-4320. Uh, 713-4320 in the 845. And you talk to people all over. We do. We do. I mean, I'm located in Montgomery, you know, right here in the Hudson Valley, but I mean, half my clientele is in all the other states, so. You're making people happy. Yeah, we are. And we are doing a really good job. That's Nanda Grote of Breakthrough M2. What honors you? Hi, it's Casey. I'm giving a Shine On Talk at the Putnam Valley Library on the 16th of November. Please come. Casey.co has more. Let's take another breath together and listen to a meditation from natural healer Stephen Quinn. This meditation has three titles, and it goes with the color 
pale green. The first title is the glory of it all. The next, the vast multiplicity. And the third, the covenant between the human and all that there is. Think for a moment about all that you know exists. Give it some time. Let images form up in your mind. The planet, all the cities across the face of the planet, the vast oceans teeming with life, the great land masses and all the animals migrating, doing their life, the birds in the air, the air itself, clouds. Think of everything that makes up a human, from cells to organs, all the structures and all the ingredients. Now think about the universe, stretching forever, and all the elements that come together and form particles. Now think of all the words and references you know, all the stuff, the ingredients, the raw material that you choose between and decide what you want to take up. This whole field of vast multiplicity is there at the very bottom of creation for humans to be in, choose within, decide what to take up and what to leave behind. This is the field of great multiplicity spread before you. Think of it often. If you're young and starting out in life, just think to yourself and know how much there is to choose from. And you have a wide open panorama in front of you. If you're well on the journey of your life and have decided many things and discarded many others, it's always useful to just pause for a moment and know that there's always more. You could take up a new thing, a new idea, a new research in your life. This vast panorama is spread before us. Think about it. And what it causes in you is to feel and know the glory of it all. That's Stephen Quinn, an energy healer who specializes in helping people unhook from energetic patterns of addiction. Visit quitwithquinn.com. Hi, it's Casey. Thank you for tuning in today. I hope you'll subscribe to the podcast, Shine On. Feel free to rate it as well. And if you're listening on the radio, well, thank you for that too. I hope you'll visit me soon at kcekacey.co. Now meet Kelly Baker. Kelly found Qigong to be a lifesaver. Maybe it can help you too. My name is Kelly Baker. I'm from New York City originally, and for the last 23 years I've been living in London, England. Why? Because there was the opportunity to teach ballroom dancing there, and I was really privileged to be the Argentine tango choreographer for the UK version of Dancing with the Stars for nine years while I was living there. Wow. Yeah, really exciting stuff. Fun, fun. And then I started teaching Qigong and Tai Chi as recovery for whiplash from a car accident. For yourself? For myself. Uh, I had, after the whiplash, I wasn't able to turn, I wasn't able to bend or move particularly well, and I lost my career at that time. Uh, At the age of 51, I was not prepared to start a new career. It was quite terrifying. Wow. So you go from a a crazy cool job that you love, dancing, to not being able to move properly. Exactly. For somebody who likes to live in their body and has always seen themselves being very conscious in the body and loving being in the body and moving a lot, this was particularly terrifying. Right. So very fortunately and auspiciously, I discovered Qigong 
uh, with a master teacher named Lee Holden, who's out in California, and I found him online. Uh, so you're in England, he's in California. Exactly. And you say, you're my guy, you're going to teach me. Well, I did an online course for, well, I did the first 15 minutes of this online course and had an epiphany. Uh-huh. It was one of those angel singing, big neon sign moments that went, ta-da, this my is what favorite, you're going my favorite. to do with your life. And really coincidentally, I wanted to learn something that I could teach that was going to be helpful for me and helpful for other people as well and a beneficial lifetime practice. Here was this Qigong practice that seemed to be ticking the boxes. So I looked online, well, where does he teach? Well, he teaches in California, but he also teaches in Poughkeepsie on occasion. huh? But you're in London. And I'm in London, but my parents, who have been living in Millbrook for 25 years, are that very same month moving to Poughkeepsie, and in fact, moving to the next street to where his training courses in Poughkeepsie were going to be. So we'll go back to that epiphany with the arrows pointing to the moment. Yeah. Everything was falling it into was place. It was lining up, and as... Uh, in Chinese medicine and these ancient practices are based in Taoism. Uh, it's spelled T-A-O-ism, sometimes D-A-O-ism. And Taoism talks about living life with flow. Yeah. Noticing where the flow is, where the flow isn't, and going with it wisely. Knowing when you're hitting your head against a brick wall and maybe stopping that, and then seeing where things are lining up and falling into place and choosing to go with that. And this was one of those moments. Wow, 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 wow. And here I am now. To teach me about Qigong. What do I need to know? What do you need to know? Well, Qigong is an ancient practice. It's been going on for thousands of years. Tai Chi is a subset of Qigong. And Qigong translates as to working with or practicing with, becoming skillful with your life force energy, with your prana. If we were in a different yogic practice, it would be the same thing. Meaning energy or breath? Your breath your life, that which is that force, that invisible force that sometimes the Western mind finds a little difficult to comprehend because we haven't measured it in a test tube yet, but that force that enlivens the plants, that enlivens you, that comes into you at birth, that leaves you when you depart your body or your life force moves to somewhere else Mm. while your body separates and whether it comes back, we don't know. But this is your life force. And Qigong gives you skills to cultivate your life force well, and that means to be in balance. Balance in Qigong means living your day, your moment, your life on all of those scales. It -hmm. could be a moment-to-moment scale, it could be a whole life scale, in a range of equilibrium as I call it, and I'm putting one hand over the other and gesturing, this kind of range of equilibrium. It means that sometimes you're a little bit more energized, sometimes you're a little bit lower, but all in all, this in this range of equilibrium, your internal functions, your organ functions are in a state where they can operate optimally. It's a bit like going at 
say 55, 60 miles an hour in your car, and the cars have been geared so that you get optimum gas mileage right. in that range. Sure, you go over, sure, you go under, but that's your, your optimal state for healthy functioning. Staying in the balanced middle. In the balanced zone. Let's call it a zone. zone. It's not a specific spot that you hit and then you hold on to because it's perfect. It's a zone. It's flexible because life has its ups and downs and days have their ups and downs. Right. What we're looking for is to be in that zone more often than not. And how does Qigong get me there? By integrating breath, body movement, and mental focus or attention in mindfulness and meditation practices. And we put them all together into one practice. You will often see people with their feet planted underneath the shoulders and they tend to stay with both feet in the same spot. Mm -hmm. And the arm movements will be balanced left and right more often than not. Mm symmetrical. Qigong is primarily for health and well-being. It's a preventative healthcare maintenance practice. How much of this do I have to do every day? You can do as little or as much as you would like. Let's say as little might be pausing periodically during the day when you need it and taking three slow, deep, deepening breaths. Or if you're about to go into a meeting and you want to feel good, you might do a few energizing movements to give yourself some uplift or confidence. Mm -hmm. If you've been sitting at the desk for a few minutes or for an hour and you're feeling stiff, then stand up. You can do a few spiraling movements, turning the spine right and left, encouraging the breath. Or if you're about to go to sleep, you might want to do a few downward flowing movements with your arms Mm -hmm. that can help calm the mind body and prepare you to fall asleep. Qigong, it can help you relax, it can help you wake up, it can help you heal. That's Kelly Baker, K-E-L-E, baker.com. And she invites you to drop into a Qigong class in Poughkeepsie on Fridays. She'll start a class in Cold Spring in January. And if you hear this on Sunday, October 27th, she'll be teaching Tai Chi on Walkway Over the Hudson. Visit kellybaker.com, K-E-L-E, baker.com. Hi, it's Casey. Thank you for tuning in today. I want to go back to something our first guest, Nan DeGroat, said. She's the health coach who asks her clients to ask themselves, what honors me most? So I thought it would be cool if we just took a minute together to maybe make a list. It can be written or it can be mental of things you've done in the past week or so that did not honor you. Maybe it was what you ate. Maybe it was who you hung out with. Maybe it was working too late or too much. Or maybe it was not working enough. So just take a pause and think about the things and the relationships that do not honor you. Are you giving too much in any one place? And would it serve you better to pull back? Don't be a giving bully. You know, those people who give too much and then get resentful. Okay, maybe you can come back to this list in a bit. And now we want to do a mental review of the things you did this past week that did serve you. Think of the things you did that honored you. Did you exercise? Did you speak up for yourself? Did you take a walk in the sunshine? Did you take a nap? Did you take a class? What did you do to honor yourself this past week? And what could we do to honor ourselves in the coming weeks? Could you make a commitment right now to put that question, what honors me, on a postie on your computer? And could you, say, reserve a spot at a yoga class? Or put your sneakers in the car so you can walk in the park on your lunch hour? Schedule a massage, mani-pedi, 
Maybe call a relative you haven't spoken to in a long time? What honors you? We'll be back with the thought for the day next. Hannah complained of a headache. It was a rhabdomyosarcoma. The tumor was very aggressive. And it very quickly became clear that St. Jude was the ultimate place to be. St. Jude is an asset to the world. I think it's the kind of place that could teach the world a couple of lessons about how to treat people. If those lessons could be learned, this world could be a better place. St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. Finding cures, saving children. Learn more at stjude.org. Hi, it's Casey. Thank you so much for tuning in to Shine On, inspiration for health and happiness. I'm really glad you listen, and I hope you'll reach out soon. Our thought for the day is one you may have heard before. It's from Anna Taylor, and it hangs over my desk at work. It says, love yourself enough to set boundaries. Your time and energy are precious. You get to choose how you use it. Teach people how to treat you by deciding what you will and won't accept. Shine On. You've been listening to Shine On, the health and happiness show for your entertainment only. Heard Sunday mornings on 100.7 WHUD and on Real Country's 920, 1260 and 1420 AM, all in New York's Hudson Valley. Subscribe to Shine On on iTunes and SoundCloud and catch a show anytime at Casey.co. That's K-A-C-E-Y dot C-O. Shine On.